This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So this is a late night edition, so I should think we should keep our voices down. Why? I know that it's, it's after dark. Oh. Most people are probably either trying to go to bed so oh. they can get up and go to work, or they're, you know, probably keeping somebody up. Anyway, I, I just wanted to uh, preface a couple things. First of all, obviously, this is not the usual time we meet for Off the Rack. No, not even uh, close. So don't get used to this. Also, we apologize if you are like trying to catch the show because you want to see us live, but you also are doing it at great personal sacrifice. Uh, don't forget, this episode will be available for posterity afterwards, so you won't miss much. Also, it's all going to be available on audio over on all the places you can find Elseworlds Exchange. And now, Elseworlds Exchange slash Off the Rack can be found on Spotify. Ooh. So if you go on Spotify, you look us up, Elseworlds Exchange, we are there. If you go to any of our social medias, you can find a link directly to it. But uh, within the next couple of days, we should be officially integrated. But like, you can go there and find us now. That's so great. That's happening, yeah. That's great. Um, a few other things that are happening before mm-hmm. we get into the comics. First of all... Uh, the Disney Fox merger is happening tonight within the next 45 minutes or so. So, uh, you know, whether you're a big proponent of the fact that the Marvel universe is kind of more or less getting back together in cinematic form, or if you're worried that like Disney is responsible for like 61% of all box office revenue now, um, and big mega conglomerates merging together, either way, it's, it's a crazy, ridiculous time in movies and, uh, it's an unprecedented period, and well, I don't think it's that unprecedented because back in the day when like Hollywood was in its infancy, big major studios owned each other. It was very incestuous. So, uh, but anyway, that's happening. It's a big tentpole moment in mm. comics slash comic movie history. So, uh, if it, if it happens, if it comes to that, we will make note of it in the show. Nice. Uh, also, we want to thank everybody for being here live, and if you are here live, we want to encourage you to use the Super Chats. The Super Chats are another way for you to participate and make this a collaborative live show. We read your Super Chats on the air. Figure if you're going to pay a little money, we might as well at least read the answer, acknowledge it in the show, but please keep in mind that when we do that, we're trying to do it organically, so we're not like, Tiffany, stop talking right now because <laughs> i have to read what this guy says like just right. but we're gonna but we will get to everybody mm-hmm. um so just want to mention that also you may notice we're in a different place right now because it's after dark we're over here in tiffany's set for <laughs> the twitch stream if you yeah. go to twitch.tv slash comic pop tv on sundays and wednesdays yeah you can find tiffany streaming games uh lately with dad butts but more normally <laughs> Just just catch just Tiffany whatever, whatever playing uh, playing playing the Twitch streams. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, I think there's at least one or two episodes that are available right now on the Twitch stream you can watch. Yeah, yeah, you can catch up on some God of War. Exactly, God of War. We just started, so that's pretty exciting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and also, third thing, um, I did get a new haircut. You did get a new haircut. <laughs> People recognize that you actually changed short. your hair. You got a lot. It's much shorter. So there you go. I think it looks great. Thanks. I think it's fantastic. Which is short. Anyway, uh, but, um, yeah. let's actually talk about comics. Please, yes. Or, uh, or whatever so else. So obviously, you this is the comic book review show where we take books that came out this past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then we give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Yes. 
So, uh, let's jump into them. Uh, I read Amazing Spider-Man, obviously, because I like this series. Yeah, I know you you were kind of interested in this whole Craven thing that's going on. That's pretty much all I know is what you have talked about in terms of craven yes i'm not the bit world's biggest craven fan i've made no, i no... think you are oh yeah no and i am you, i have a you... i have a full cosplay ready to go of craven the hunter in his ridiculous outfit love it uh but no this is amazing spider-man number 17 or in the legacy numbering 818 Ooh. uh yeah this is of course written by nick spencer with art by humberto ramos uh this is kicking off hunted which is the big spider-man event right that's happening um in this issue, we're setting up most of the stuff that's happening. Uh, Craven, we're, we're getting in, in the, the last issue, we got a lot of setup. You know, Craven made the high evolutionary make like 87 clones of himself. One of them killed all of them. He kicked right. away, he, he kicked his daughter out. She killed everybody. And it's, it's very like murderous and gross. I don't understand what it is with Marvel and their fascination with Spider-Man villains being like, like the cover of this issue is Craven with all his severed heads. And I get that. That's hunting, right? Yeah. But like, if I didn't just see a friggin' two major Spider-Man events about people who hunted Spider-Man characters and they were visualized by having severed heads on their wall, like I wouldn't be so fatigued by this, but like for some reason people love like Marvel loves showing me Spider-Man villains that like want to eat him or destroy him and like some, and, and suspend some part of his body on a wall. It's just gross and weird. I guess maybe there's a fascination of the fact that typically the spider is the hunter is the hunter. I mean, like, yes, they are eaten by other larger prey, but yes. like in terms of, you know, yeah, but he's when you all, think of spiders themselves, like they feed on other insects. Right. He's been hunted spiders. for years now. It's just, it's never ending. Okay. But, uh, this is setting up a lot of, where we're going and what, what's happening. Craven facilitated the kidnapping of pretty much every animal-based Spider-Man villain, which is most of Spider-Man, most of Spider-Man's rogues uh-huh. gallery, uh, but, uh, and, and, and kept them and Spider-Man and a couple of allies like uh, Kurt Connors' son, Billy, who is also a lizard boy, uh, and Black Cat, Felicia Hardy, she's a cat, so obviously she's involved. Right. Uh, and they're all trapped in Central Park under like a web, an electrical web net. So Central Park is the is is going to be the hunting ground. All of these animal based villains. People know this is happening, right? Oh, not only that, but like Craven made friends with all like those douchebag dentists that go to Africa and like kill rhinos and stuff like that. No offense to dentists. No, 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 but I'm talking about those dentists that are like, I need to feel like I can actually achieve an erection. I'll go to Africa and I'll kill like a rhino or something beautiful. And uh, so instead, Craven made front of uh, made friends with all those people and then made them into it's it's. It's uh, it's that Ice Cube movie. Uh, it's based off the most dangerous game. I bl- I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, I know. It's surviving called. the game. I think it's yeah, called. I think it is surviving. The and game. it's got Gary Busey in it. It's yeah. by the way so stupid and great. But anyway, the idea is a bunch of rich people take their guns, they go someplace where they shouldn't, and they hunt the most dangerous game, which is man. Yes. So it's a bunch of like, you know, one percenters with like assault rifles or sniper rifles like running into uh, Central Park trying to kill Spider-Man and his rogues galleries. Right, but like the news must know about this. Well, we haven't seen that yet, but there's going to be a gazillion tie-ins with this series. So right. I'm sure we'll see. Maybe the... he's monetizing it. Uh, like yeah, like Screwball. Or, uh, yeah. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> my, my, anyway, that's what the story is. Um, oh, also it's Craven's son, like the, the most pure, strong Craven clone. He's also hunting Spider-Man. So it's like, oh, um, the book is incredible because of its opening. The opening is 
it's Craven, and he's literally doing all the same shit he did in Craven's Last Hunt, which is arguably the greatest Craven story of all Does time. He, eat? he doesn't eat the spiders, but he does. Like he wears nothing. He's in like a misty trophy room. Right. He like breaks shit. He goes into like that big beautiful cathedral where his coffin is waiting, and there it is. Because the thing is, Craven was brought back to life. Yeah. Um, and he can't be killed by anybody except for Spider-Man because they sacrificed a Spider-Man to bring him back. That's how these kinds of things work. Right, so, yeah. And because Spider-Man won't kill anybody, Craven's kind of stuck. But uh, Craven's planning on dying. And he's like, and this is how it's going to happen. Craven could do a lot more with this. I know, but like, I'm glad they're not because Spencer wants us to think of... Craven's last hunt. Oh no, I know. I meant like, but Craven's being so he could be philanthropic. Oh, he's he's doing that too. He's making money, and I think he's doing it to preserve species. Who knows? The the point is, you know, Craven's <laughs> an idiot, and he's a crappy character, and who cares? Like, the best thing that they ever did with him when they brought him back after the Craven's last hunt mm-hmm. was nothing. So Aww. I'm looking forward to seeing anything with him right, that's right. in any way remotely engaging. Okay. Uh, and especially because since Spencer knows that this is like not even close to Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah. And he's referencing it. I mm-hmm. think we're going to get, we're going to get something that circumvents expectations while also, I think, satisfying some of them. Okay. That's fair. Uh, but I dug it. And I especially liked it because I, I like, what's his name? Uh, I like uh, Humberto Ramos's art on Spider-Man. I think it's really good. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's only gotten better over the years. And I think it's like, it's it really fits this story. Okay. So I think this is, this is going to be great. I'm not a really big fan of Ryan Otley's art on this series that I've named, made no bones about it. No, that's... But, yeah, uh, but I'm happy that this event is going to be... Uh, first of all, it's an arc. It's not even an event. <laughs> but, like, Marvel, of course, is like, well, can we turn it into an event? And, of course, they will. And so there's, like, a lot of... Sure. There's a lot of other stuff that's, okay. uh, you know, that's going to get tied in. I think that there's going to be, like, you know, Spider-Man number one dot H-U for Hunted. The, the dots... By the way, like, Spider-Man dot 1.5. Fuck you. It's the worst thing you can do. So stupid. Uh, anyway, but I recommend it. I think it's a really good series. Okay. Uh, jumping into the Super Chats before sure. we move on. The Red Samurai says, I love you guys. Uh, also, I love that Hickman's back. It's probably going to be X-Men. He wanted it for years. There's a big announcement. I, I forgot about that. I think I wanted to mention that at the top of the show. Hickman is joining is going to go back to Marvel. Right? Um I'm really thankful they didn't do any creepy sexual innuendos like that DC did with Bendis, where it's just Superman like with his with his crotch pointed at the screen saying Bendis is coming. At the very least, we didn't get like Hickman is going to just finish all over your face and chest. Like thank you very much Marvel. It just says he's <laughs> just a white page that says Hickman. Yeah. And Hickman's been kind of teasing all these different things like uh he's been saying like oh, you know, you got to evolve. Uh, like people are like oh is it X-Men Rob from Comics Explained has been wanting it to be X-Men forever and just for that I bet it's Eternals <laughs> no <laughs> you're saying Evolve I know they're talking about a lot of things I hope it's X-Men because that'll make me actually read it and uh it'll be it, it in humans it'll be the humans and then I will never read it <laughs> it'll it, there's no way it's in humans no I know but uh but I'm thinking it's Eternals because I had always thought that the Eternals movie was actually like a subterfuge. It's a, they were like, no, we're working on the X-Men movie, but we can call it Eternals. And yeah, then it's just like... I already have a Neil Gaiman book, which... Oh, I know, but like nobody read it. Right, but nobody, uh, nobody read it, but that is the way to get like other people who are just aware of Neil yes. to get into an Eternals movie. Yeah, but that Eternals book, as you remember, is connected to Civil War yeah, back in 2006. Is. So it it's, And it's inexorably connected to that, even though... Also, they killed all the Eternals in, like, an off-panel moment in, like, an event. 
recently. That's nice. So it really it was really dumb. They're not eternal. No. No, oh, no, they can live forever unless you, like, crush them or something. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, Hickman's back. Uh, Tim Days, who just joined us back in the Patreon. By the oh. way, welcome back, Tim. Uh, he just helps us out. Thank and, uh, you so much. Jamie Wilde says, hey, Silent Tiffany, just popping what? in. Oh, because <laughs> of the name of the channel. Uh, before bed, you guys know I'd love to see you talk about Young Justice, the original run, one day in some regard. We do have a couple of trades, and uh, it's probably a good idea to do that. Yeah. So, we'll try to do, we'll try to work that into the schedule. Should. Thank do you. It. And Martin Archuleta Hickman's Howard the Duck, right? Finally. <laughs> quack. I mean, like, I don't know. Quack, quack, quack. I think that we have, um, I think we have, the, like, some of the most definitive Howard the Duck right now. Yeah. Zdarsky's run is un- <laughs> unparalleled for many of you. So, Tiffany, what what did you read this week that, you're, um, that you want to recommend to the let's masses? Let's see. What, you know, why don't we stick in uh, Marvel here real quick? Why not? Um, I read, I've been reading Old Man Quill. Yes. I don't know why. I don't well, know you, what it was you, like. You I'm dug gonna, Old Man Hawkeye as well. I, I did. For the while that I, I read that and then I fell off and I was like, I'll have to grab it and trade at some yeah. point. Um, but I'm just, you know what it is for me? Like, I dig Hawkeye a lot. Yeah. I like the cast that comes along with with Quill with Peter Quill. Yes. So that was a much easier like jump for me. I was just like, oh yeah, no, of course I'm gonna read Old Man Quill. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, if you remember, uh, this is in the far flung future for Peter Quill. Uh, he went back home basically to his planet. Right. Took over for his dad. Yep. Had a family. Mm-hmm. Failed miserably. Everybody dead. Right. And then he's just sad. Yeah. But it turns out that, like, after abandoning um, the Guardians for, like, you know, decades, that they needed him because, like, at the end of the day, like, he's the one who can get um, a specific artifact that can stop um, this church that's yes. coming. And There's um, a real church. It's actually steeped in continuity, as I recall. Yes. No, it is. I think it it's is. the Magus' church. Uh, yes. Or at I least think, it's, it's using yes. the same name, but we don't the know. The Universal Truth of Truth. Yes, yes, that's, that's, um, that's Magus' church. So, um, anyway, they're also on their way to Earth, knowing that, um, basically, they're going, like, Peter Quill is going there. Yeah. Um, and they're like, all right, we gotta get the artifact first. And also, maybe we'll take over. I don't know. Who cares? Um, when they arrive back at Earth, Peter Quill finds out it's a wasteland. Mm-hmm. All the stuff's gone on. It's Old Man Logan. It's Old Man Logan. It's This place has been Old Man Logan. Um... <laughs> Um, but, um, basically Peter recently has gained some fame, which is so funny because it's like the rest of the guardians took care of the like second wrecking crew, basically Mm. where they had a fight with the wrecking crew. Yeah. Peter did a little bit and saved someone. And now like this other town is like, like hooray for you. You're awesome. And he's like, I didn't really do anything. And they're like, but you did something. Right. And that is what matters. In this world. Yeah. But like literally someone says that. They're like, Mm -hmm. no, no, you don't understand. You did something. Right. Yeah. That counts. (laughs) So like while they're there, like they get accosted by another gang because now there is a, um, a a bounty on Quill's head. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, who put the doom or who put the bounty? I, th- I think it might be doom, but I'm not sure. Yeah, because the country's been split up by different, yeah, like, and divided doom, by yeah, different and doom's villains. in charge of like the area that they're in right now. Um, but the Ghost Riders show up. Yay! It's that's right. I remember you saying about the Ghost Riders. Yeah, literally, it's just like it's a bunch of guys. They're a bunch of people. Um, they have no power. Seemingly, mm-hmm. they just have skulls painted on their faces. Oh, that's much less cool. It's way less cool. I was like, oh, they the Punishers? Nope, it's Ghost Riders. Um, All right. There's a big brawl that goes out. Quill takes out a lot of them. The Guardians don't help. They're like. Basically, they, they all sit there, and Rocket, like, gets a chance to talk to Quill, because Quill lands on a table, mm-hmm. and he's just like, why won't you help me? And Rocket's like, well, it's really good for you to learn how to throw a punch again, and it's really good for me to watch you get punched. <laughs> and I was like, that is, like, 
The way this is written is just very, like, I I can hear all their voices, whether it be from the movie or previous ones that you had in your head. Like, I just, I like how witty they are, even in the face of, like, this wasteland. Yeah. Um, So, they, uh, Peter ends up letting one of the ghostwriters leave, which is totally a mistake. Yep. Because they're like, well, I'm going to come back with all my friends. We're going to kick the roost. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. No, yeah. I bet. Like, Rocket's like, oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Bring your little army back with you. There's no army. No. There is an army. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Are they um, bikers at least? Yeah, they're all bikers. Good. Um, one of the um, the, the people who owns the bar gives Quill an old revolver. She said it was her dad's. He used to have two. Or it was oh. her great-great-great-great-grandfather's. He used to have two revolvers. He gets one of them. Is the great-grandfather a, like the old ghost rider? Nobody. They don't say anything. Oh. They don't say anything about that. Quill has a dream in which um, Mantis dies or is like annihilated. Yeah. Wakes up and it's just like, I had a scary dream. And she's like, I know. And he's like... That's right. Creepy. Sorry. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> Not cool. Don't listen in. Yeah, exactly. And then he and Gamora have like a like a conversation. He's just like, here's the thing, like, I don't understand why you came to me. I left fifty years ago and I how I left you and that's really sucky and like everything I did was totally wrong. You see like Rocket cry a little Aww. bit about like the idea of him leaving. Rocket goes off to take a leak because he's just like the ladder's not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And that's when he sees the ghost riders are on their way. Um, there's a huge fight. They all get taken down. Mm-hmm. They get thrown into an arena. It's, it's Doom's arena. But, Sweet. But uh, it's called in Fisk Lake City. It's overseen by Taskmaster. Okay. Where they run into Spider-Bitch. Oh, no. She's like, yep, I'm a gladiator here, too. But, like, you know. Good. You're a total asshole. Right. And then, like, the big thing that they're going to fight is revealed. Like, it's the Guardians, Spider-Bitch, and a bunch of other random people like that nobody in, cares about. Like, like an Attack of the Clones. Kind of. They all get released into the the arena, mm-hmm. and like they're like, and here's your challenger. And Rocket looks up. He's like, is that Fing Fang Foom? No, we're screwed. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. So Fing I would have also accepted a T Rex with a with a Venom symbiote. Right. Fing Fang Foom is also awesome. Yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to what's coming next. Um, because they're doing that thing where they're like they're making you think of Old Man Logan in the sense of like bringing certain characters in yep. across the setting, but then like flipping the scripts a little bit, they could have yeah. done the Venom right. T-Rex, and that would have been awesome, but they're like, hey, you know what? Fing, fing, boom. Right? <laughs> and you know what we didn't see in any of those other versions? That. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah, so um, I'm it. really super excited. It looks like he has something on his head that might be controlling him. Uh-huh. So in theory, I'm hoping that Rocket will fiddle with it, get it off, and then, and then I, I assume then Fing, fing, fing is going to take down Taskmaster. Oh, yeah. So. I'm down. Basically, Spider-Man was supposed to be in charge of the Gladiator oh, right sure. now. Oh, sure. But then... she wouldn't bow to Doom. And so that's he gave it to Taskmaster. So you got about a doom. That's the only way to do it. <laughs> I would, and you know, I don't yeah. agree with everything. I, I didn't tell anybody who that was written by, but hey, you know what? I'm really enjoying it. And uh, <laughs> um, I'll, if you read a super chat, I'll, I'll find it. Okay. In my well, Taylor Petcher did say, "Hey guys, I don't usually catch you live. Sal, oh. are you? I know you're excited for Miller Superman Year One. It's been finally solicited for June. Ha ha." Uh, yes, yeah, uh, Frank Miller and uh, John Romita Jr. are working together on a big Superman uh, black label book. It's one of the first original solicited black yes. label titles. I'm sure it's heavily edited now because they all are, and black label has no teeth anymore. See, I don't know about that. But Frank but... Miller, you might complain, but like the new president risked alienating Lieber Mayo and Brian Azzarello to ruin their three-book series. Right, I know. I but feel I... like Frank Miller's name doesn't have the same cachet with the person who's in charge who ruins Black Label. I don't know, because, like, it could just be that, like, because of Frank's history... Yes, they might just like, leave it alone. They're like, no, it's fine. People know what to expect from a Frank Miller book, regardless of what well, is attached to it. I mean, look what he did with Batman. Yes. 
And not the things only... that Batman was allowed to say. Yeah, that's true. But he only says in that one panel and in that one terrible series that in that book did come out over a decade ago. Now. Yeah. But, um, like, language doesn't seem to be such an issue in these books. No, it's and more so about... at the end of the day, I feel like it probably won't be as edited as yeah. it were if there to be a visual they didn't care for. Furthermore, it's Superman. Yeah. And Frank Miller has... That's true, re- Despite how Frank has Batman treat Superman, he has reverence for comics and those characters. So I feel like Frank might actually be in a... Don't quote me on this, but being respectful of the source material. I'm, I'm excited, excited to excited check it. out his version of it because, again, like you said, I've only ever seen him in terms of... In Through the scope Batman's of Batman's eyes. eyes. Yeah, so this will be interesting. Yeah. Um, by the way, Old Man Quill is written by Ethan Sachs with art by Robert Gill. There you it's go. a lot of fun. Cool. Good for Ethan Sachs. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I am actually looking forward to it, and you can bet your bottom dollar we'll be reading it yeah. uh, and talking about it on this channel. Yeah. Conquer Worm says, Hey guys, been watching the show for a little while now, as I want to make comics myself. I don't know if you've covered this, but can we expect Donny Cates' Venom talked about on back issues? I love it. A lot of people love it. I hear it's an incredible series. I've read some of it, but not all of it, and I should probably get started. At the very least, we can do the first volume. Uh, Venom does well or not. It really depends on what version. We did a great Venom and uh, crossover with Punisher. That one did very poorly. And uh, so I'm very gun-shy about doing, like, risky books lately. So we got to get back on top before we can jump back into stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Heartless Fang says, good evening, you guys. Sending some love. (laughs) And you guys quacking made me think the old 90s Muddy Duck cartoon in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, since Marvel (laughs) is owned by Disney, why not, right? Howard the Duck can be on the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, at <laughs> the very least, Howard the Duck should like have a a, a, a Mighty Ducks I guess jersey. He, that he could have a he could have a book called the Mighty Duck. The Mighty Duck. There you go. <laughs> Howard the Mighty Duck is like why wouldn't they make that book? Right. Mister Roboto says, "Which is D New Day or Night for Off the Rack?" Which okay, so we are going to be doing Mondays. Yeah, as, Mondays as we normally happen. W- yeah, we missed. You can blame Ben for us not being there on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> No, we I, we were we, running errands and also we got lunch with Ben. We got lunch with Ben and he never left, which was fine. We're happy to have him. Oh but, no, I know. Like it was like we we're like okay, and but then, we were like okay. We're like in our minds, we we're like we'll 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 do it a little later, a little later, and then like it was like midnight. We're like okay, we'll just wait until Tuesday. Yeah, and then today was kind of busy, so um, apologize for that. But no, we will definitely be on for Mondays. We just didn't want to miss it. Yeah, because we may have to miss next week. Yeah, because we're gonna be away. <laughs> Nathan Berg just helping us out. Thank you, Nate. Thank you so so much. And uh, so yeah, moving on. What uh, else do you have? I have Transformers number one. They rebooted the Transformers universe in IDW. Okay. Uh, and so this was like a jumping on point for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, they wrapped up Transformers in a you know in an incredible way. That series was very revered, very like fan favorite, cultish if you might say. Uh, so for them to end it and then reboot it, very risky move. I thought I'd like check it out at the ground floor. It's written by Brian Brian Ruckley, art by Angel Hernandez and Catchit Whitman. Catch it, or uh, Cache, or Cache Whitman, because there's an there's an accent over the. Oh, ear. there is. Yeah, you're right. Cache. Uh, this is basically just like, hey, it, it's pre Cybertronian War. It's pre Optimus Prime. Oh. It's back before he got the Matrix of Leadership, when he was simply uh, Orion Pax. Uh, Megatron was always Megatron, though. Right. <laughs> uh, so there is a uh, civil war brewing that we know is inevitable because we got to catch up to the canon of the cartoon and movie, mm-hmm. uh, the '87 movie, I believe. Um, <laughs> we're we're introduced to a couple of characters. Uh, we meet a newly forged Autobot named Rubble, who is just so excited about living. He's like, "I'm new, and this is all beautiful and exciting." And Bumblebee is his like 
he's he's his, his mentor. Right. Okay. Uh, Windblade is she shows up on their pilgrimage to go talk to what will eventually become Soundwave, and or Shockwave, I should say, and uh, yeah, I think it's Shockwave. In any case, uh, they're they're doing their thing. They're going across the desert to go talk to like a, a, a prominent, not quite Autobot. They aren't. Uh, they they have different names. Gobot. No, 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 never. Beast Wars? Um, we're not there yet. <laughs> or maybe Beast Wars was before yeah, that just, by like a million years. I'm just saying anything that I recall. In any case, uh, it, it's cute. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Orion Pax meets with Megatron, who's like stirring up shit socially. And he's like trying, because they're old friends, you see. Oh, what tragedy. Okay. Um, so, Mega, uh, so Orion Pax is like, Megatron... Like, is there anything we can do to, like, curtail the violence and, like, maybe make you chill out a little bit, get a little less militant about it? Right. Uh, Megatron's like, nope, I'm Megatron. I'm never... <laughs> yeah, this is I'm, not gonna happen. I'm never gonna stop. By the way, uh, he's not a, yet a, Decent, a Decepticon yet. Oh, because they don't exist that's yet. That's right, I'm he's guessing. an Ascenticon. An Ascenticon? Ascenticon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, we, we can see where this is going. Optima, or, uh, Orion Pax is just like, this is not going to go well. He can already <laughs> tell. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, there's some like references to the impending troubles. There's like an orbiting uh, Titan who may be called down in the event of a war. Uh, and, and, and you know, all that stuff. There's, there, you right. know, they're, they're setting up the universe. Um, it looks like a cartoon, uh, there's a little bit more grounded and weight to it. Uh, you know, it's not cell shaded, so it actually does look like it has. You know. Yeah, I do notice that. Like, it's. I think if like the two artists have a similar style, but you can kind of tell just peeking through this. Like, yes, on your, the the yeah. You can kind of tell where like one had to step in while exactly. the other was working, which is unfortunate. But like you know, this is the first issue, so like if they're going to be working together over time, they'll really start to like. The fact that they could they could not get one artist for the first issue does not bode well. Well, it depends. I mean, like, here's the thing. Um, drawing, like, machines and, like, robot people is really different. Especially and... if they have, like, a, if you know what they look like. Like, they have a physiology to them that yeah. needs to be consistent from panel to panel. Yeah. And they're all complicated machines. Yeah, no, they're very, very much no, so. I, and I know there are people out there who are crazy talented at that, but not, yes. you know what I mean? So, no, like, no, it might true. take a little longer. Agreed. I don't know. Yeah. So. Uh, it's fine. Okay. I, it did not blow me away. I was not pulled in, and I don't think I'll be reading more of this. Okay. Especially after hearing, like, such reverence for the previous series, I don't think I can get behind this reboot. I'm okay. just I'm just not as excited for it sure. as, I, as I probably could should should be. Mm -hmm. uh, there is going to be a Transformers crossover coming up with Ghostbusters. Yeah. That I will be reading because it looks like cuz you know like Gozer when when it comes before you, the idea is like it's come before different civilizations yeah, and maybe and, different and dimensions. They pick typically what would be the scariest thing. I'm sure, yes, for well, them. like she, they, they Gozer, who not always a woman, but like that's why I say they. Yeah, uh, Gozer always says like, or the the implication is like, Gozer can be whatever it wants to be, sure. and it offers the opportunity to be, uh, you know, whatever the form is of, you know, the harbinger of doom for that for that civilization. Mm -hmm. Um, so when Gozer comes before the Transformers, she comes before them as like a Transformer. Oh. 
and they're like transformer terror dogs. Like the idea is that she she comes before like the Cybertronians. Oh, and she's like, and she's like, you got I got bad news for you. I'm here. Okay. And you're like, that's cool. Uh, also, I think the Ecto One's gonna become a transformer. It has to. Why would you not do that? Is the Ecto Two in it? Uh, the you mean the helicopter? Yeah. Yes, the Ecto Two is in that universe. So uh, I'm just saying. All the Ectos, every Ecto you've ever seen, the boat. I think they, well, no, uh, if you ever catch our Elseworlds exchange where I talk to Eric Burnham and Dan Schoening, the progenitors of the original incredible IDW Ghostbusters run, which is still going now, uh, who are also working on the Transformers crossover. Uh, they said they wanted to get the boat in, but they haven't yet. The boat, I think, was introduced in the video game. And so that that's not in it, but everything else is in it. Like, everything. Okay. But that's what I'm saying, like... Maybe they'll have, like, a whole bunch of, Yeah, like... a big fleet of ghosts, but of Ectos. Yeah. I, I think we'll just stick... I'll stick with Ecto-1. That's all we need. <laughs> I would also... I would like to see Ecto-2. Yeah, that'd be fun. Just because, like, the well, flying it's... land and, like, air thing is very... It's already practically a Transformer. Like, the wings come out. It's very, like, exposed. Right? Yeah. No, I agree. Then we'll just get Doc and Marty in there. The DeLorean could also be one. <sighs> That's also a run by the IDW if it, if people, it, so... If it runs too fast, it'll go back inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No! <laughs> Flux! Slow down! That'd be dope. So, yeah. Uh, Transformers, it's a pass. Okay. But not the Judge Dredd kind of pass. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, I want to watch that. It's a pass. Uh, Taylor Petra says, Sal, I know you've been one of the most critical of Bendis' tenure on DC so far, but any interest in the upcoming Leviathan event with Maliv? No. Uh, in fact, I did read the latest Superman, so I'll probably pull that up in a little bit. But uh, for okay. now... Uh, yeah. So Leviathan, I, I've not been keeping up with Superman. You're not missing right much. Um, but the fact that, like, okay, so here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Those, like, in that sentence, there were two great words. Yes. Maliv. Right. And Leviathan, because that makes me think of, you know, monstrous, you know. Oh, yeah, and I'm sh and he wants you to think that. And I, I get it. And, like, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that so cool? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not reading the damn thing. That's true. I don't. I, I deliberately don't read books. I don't. All right, like. well, while you're while you're um, pulling up your Superman, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm what gonna, have you got? To I'm gonna talk uh, very very briefly because I won't go too much into this. Um, there was no Conan this week. There was an Age of Conan book. Um, Balit Balit. Oh yeah yeah. There's an accent over this e. I don't know how to say this name. I apologize for that. Oh wait, before I do that, we have other super chats. We do. I'm so sorry. I cut. No, it's alright. I, I totally thought you wanted off. to wait. No 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 no. I cut off the super chats because you were looking at Superman. Yeah. Uh, Debashish uh, Mahapatra uh, says, Hey guys, I just wanted to commend you on the new graphic design on your thumbnails and videos. I love it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Also, Sal, your voice acting for Spider-Man is great and I love it. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. What he's referring to is uh, NerdSync just released a new video for the first time in a little while and it is about the hand gestures between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and how like they're similar because their father... Uh, Steve Ditko basically drew them both, mm -hmm. so that's probably where that's from. Yeah, uh, but it's a great little video, and there's a there's a little cameo, a little interchange between Doctor Strange and Spider Man from a, bo a three book series called Spider Man Fever, uh, which is very much like a Ditko inspired Fever Dream Spider Man book that has a lot of Doctor Strange in it. I've uh -huh. encouraged you to read it uh, before. Hopefully, you'll check it out. Is it here? Uh, no. Oh. No, that's a different Spider Man Doctor Strange crossover, oh, which is okay. probably more fun. Uh, but in any case, I played Spider Man. I tried to give him a little bit of a New York accent. Because uh, I always do, and I don't know, like, I just feel like... Because he's from New York. Yeah, I know, but, like, whenever I read him in my head, he doesn't have one, but when I play him, I always give him one. <laughs> uh, probably just to distinguish between me and him. Yeah. In any case, thank you very much for saying that. I appreciate it. And thank you for the uh, commendment on the uh, on the on the, on the the thumbnails. Yeah. We're trying to make it look... We're trying to upgrade things here. Yeah. 
Uh, and Comics Miss Explained has a great suggestion or uh, compliment. It says, great job on the new editing, Sal. Uh, I'll hold you to that in just a second. Really looking forward to the new version of Mail Call. Can you give us some sneaky preview details? Uh, well, uh, actually, you can thank Tiffany for the editing on the last episode of Letters <laughs> Page. She's the one who took over Letters Page for me. I did. Uh, I, I offered. Yeah. And it was great. I'm so thrilled with how it came out. So were you. If you haven't watched it, you should. Letters page uh, is up on the upload section. It's such a great episode. Uh, and yeah, uh, letters page will be changing. Not right away, because we have another episode that needs to be cut, and that's before we change the format. Yeah. Um, what the plan is, it's going to be same thing, opening packages, but we're also going to take questions uh, from the Patreon so we're gonna like answer those and talk with you guys a little more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make it feel a little more homey. I really miss that like that look of uh, of us hanging out at my house. Yeah. And doing that, and uh, so I'm gonna work on like a you know try to work on like either a set or at the very least like the in in feel and tone you should feel like oh is this kind of like classic comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So yeah. But yeah, I'm really glad you guys liked it. I was so nervous. I was I know, like, was I mean, your... at least like you know, I'm like it's fine. You know, it's just, it's letters page, but like it deserves its, its due and I just didn't want to screw it up because no. it's stuff from you guys. And you absolutely didn't. It was great. Well, thank you. But thank you very much for your high compliments. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So Tiffany, uh, you have a book that you were recommending? Yeah, yeah. Um, It's one of the, like, Conan. Oh, right. Is like. It, yeah, you suddenly are into Conan. I'm suddenly into Conan, but also it's like Marvel's just like, we can't go a week without having some Conan. Right. We have to have Conan. Yeah, it's really weird how much insistence Conan. on Conan there is lately. Which I'm just, I'm totally okay with. I'm totally okay with it. Um, but, um, because of that, there was no Conan book this week, but there was a book from the age of Conan. Right. Um, Bellet? Billet? Right, because there's B- an accent Bilet? I have no idea what it's I'm from. not, I'm not really certain. Um. I would say it's Baylet, but. Baylet. All right, I'm guess. okay with that. Um, based on what they, how they kind of sold this book, she's a, uh, character from Conan's lore. The Queen of the Black Coast. It's a five-part miniseries. Um, it's written by Tina Howard with art by Kate Nimsik? Nimsik? I'd say Nimsik. Nimsik? It's not similar, it's not too dissimilar from Nimsiki from, uh, Independence Day. So I'd say Nimsik. Nimsik. Um, and... I gotta tell you, I don't know what I'm about the cover artist. Cover artist is Sana uh, Takeda, who, okay. who does Monstrous. Yeah. So the cover is just stunning. Amazing. It's just stunning. It's just a beautiful piece. Look, I'm not gonna go too much into this. Look, if you're looking for a five-part miniseries about swashbuckling pirates who hunt sea monsters, this is it. Like, literally, like, that's what she wants to do. Her dad was the Pirate King. She believes that there are still, like, mystical, monstrous entities that live into the depths of the ocean. Okay. Because her dad, like, told her stories about them, and he's like, they're long gone. And she's like, but they're not. I know they're not. I'm gonna, I want to find them. Okay. Her dad ends up getting, like, taken away and, like, like punished by, like, to, or, like, yeah, punished to death via pirate style being, like, like on stranded on an island, like, oh. lashed out there. Because he has way too many um, debts, basically. They're like, here's the thing. Just because you went straight doesn't mean that all that goes away. No, of so course. She goes to try to save him. She's like, no, don't do that. Like, it's fine. Like, you know, like, I am I have to, I can't be rescued like this and then live with that shame, basically. He's just like, yeah. I have to die a pirate's death. And so she ends up actually killing him because oh. he asks her to. Okay, cool. So, like, it's pretty badass. Then, like, when she goes back to town, like, um, because the Pirate King is now dead, basically, mm-hmm. like, everybody starts trying to take the ships that he has. And yes. she's like, that ship is rightfully mine because mm. I'm like the, the pirate King's daughter. Yep. 
The Pirate Princess, if the you The Pirate Princess. So they do talk, call her that and make fun of her. But basically, they end up, like, taking her because they're, they're slavers. And so they mm. gather a bunch of people from the town and they take off with the ship. Yeah. And they're going to sell her and a bunch of other people to wherever. Mm-hmm. They end up running into another ship who, like, basically, um, or just like, they're kind of like, hey, what's up? They, like, trade information about, like, the Pirate King's dead, that kind of thing. And then they offer them, they're like, hey, you want to buy some, some folks? We got some <laughs> folks the And if we were to, ship. hypothetically speaking, be selling people. Would you be down for that? And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, slavers. All right. And they immediately attack them. They're like, screw you, you suck. You're yeah. the worst type of people. Nice. So they, like, take the ship down. They free everybody. And they find this box down there. They're like, oh, sweet. And we get treasure. And they open it up and she's inside of it. Oh. Because she was such a hassle. Yes, She was I dangerous see. and a hassle. And they had her, like, you know, like, chained up in there. So then inevitably, like, they all, they take the, the, her ship, or, like, the ship that she says is hers, and she's like, that ship belongs to me. Right. Like, she's been on their other ship for a while, she's like, you should just give it to me. And they're like, <laughs> what do you want to do with it anyway? And she's like, I'm going to go and find, like, the last cool supernatural creatures, beings yeah. of, of the world, because, like, that's what I want to do, and I'm meant to do this. And they're like, they don't exist, whatever. And then, like, literally, like, as they're, like, naysaying that, yeah. like, it, like, a big crackening, ah. like, tentacles, giant squid thing. Dope. Like attacks. Cool. I'm like, sure. Okay. Yeah. Pirate adventure. Okay. In, in Conan's in time. In Conan's universe. Yeah. So I don't know if inevitably by the end of this, we'll see her interaction with Conan right now, or we're maybe we'll even do like a jump in age because she's young at this point. Right. So inevitably she has to become the adult that Conan would, you know, yeah. run into. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Cool. Conan. Nice. Recommending Conan. it. I, you know what? Again, like if you're looking, if you like pirate books and you're looking for something that's just high flying fun that you know is going to be over in five issues then I'd say go for it. There you go. <laughs> uh, I read Superman number nine, uh, written, of course, by Brian Michael Bennis with art by Ivan Rice and Brandon Peterson. Uh, this is the uh, Where Has John Been? Uh, he went with Lois and Jor-El uh, across the universe for no mm-hmm. good reason. When he came back, he was 17 because Bennis didn't want to write about a kid. And so he's now going to spend this arc telling mom and dad in Bendis E's uh, where he's been. Right. And so we just got through with him kind of like separating from Jor-El, the idea being that like, okay, so also Bendis didn't want to write about Jor-El, so he established that Jor-El was not as powerful as Rebirth implied, nor is he as uh, forward-thinking as uh, Jeff Johns wanted him to be or uh, Peter J. Tomasi set up. Instead, he was basically like a crazy person and like completely unhinged. And so John separated from him as quickly as possible. Uh, John then gets captured by the crime syndicate who were dead, but now aren't because Bendis. And so uh, John was trapped uh, with the crime syndicate Mm -hmm. as a prisoner. And so uh, John is locked in a volcano until he leaves and then he faces off against Superwoman, because Superwoman, of course, is the lowest lane of that universe, and uh, or that Earth, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's John having to fight like his father and his mother. Right. Uh, he didn't really fight Ultraman so much as he made fun of him because Ultraman was equally unhinged and miserable. Uh, there's only one really well. There's a couple of really great looking images in this this issue because it's drawn by. Ivan Rice and Brandon Peterson. It looks really good. It's a right. good looking book. Uh, we have this like weird vision in the opening of the book, by the way, of like Superman's vision of the future. Where, yeah, like, I everything's... saw that. I'm like, there's like a bunch of bad characters. Yeah, like, it... like Jimmy Olsen has a family. Right, like everybody's hunky dory and he's made up with Zod 
and then something bad happens and you're like, oh, like, is this clearly Ben is setting up something and I'm sure it's going to either tie in with a Leviathan or it's going to tie in with another event. Of course, it's about like time travel. So like that'll screw everything up for DC because they have to let Bendis do whatever he wants. Um, Whoa. What the, the, awesome. the beautiful double page splash yeah. of John versus the crime syndicate. It is a great looking book. There's also an incredible page because basically John is narrating the entire book. Mm -hmm. So he's narrating it like he's, you know, a Bendis character. So he has, he says a lot of likes and he says, you know, he has like, he says things like the crazy as opposed to just crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he talks about how Ultraman is like this pathetic loser who whines and cries and talks all the time. And there's this great full page image that kind of perfectly visually depicts John's opinion of Ultraman because Ultraman, of course, is like an alternate version of Superman, even though he's never looked like Superman. He's from right. a different region. He has a different voice, which Ben has kind of forgot about halfway through the book. Like, at first you forgot, and then later on he has the accent again. Uh, but, again, you know, that's how it is. But, like, when he talks about Ultraman, like, just talking at him, there's this full-page image of Ultraman, and it's covered in text boxes and word balloons oh, okay. as if to say like this is how john sees him like he barely remembers his face but he definitely couldn't forget how much this guy talked like his talking overwrote his power and his influence yeah yeah yeah. And that's that's brilliant right what's actually funny about that too is that like it's not even just what he said but like no it's john's understanding of what he said and like, like also he, was just, he must have been in his own head most of the time that he right was talking. Like, exactly like he'd be saying things and he's like i'm not even listening to him like mm -hmm. he said you know like i he would just talk so much yeah um so and that's it, it it's he frees himself he hides around he re runs into superwoman we're gonna have like a full issue where he faces off against his mom sure uh, you know and, and and so like if you if you like that kind of thing you're gonna love it if you are like, man, uh, I really liked it when, like, John and Lois and Clark went to, like, the Hamilton County Fair. Or, like, I really wanted to see, like, what it was going to be like to see John, you know, go to go to, go to to a school in the city. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not going to get that. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, officially, the, D the Disney-Fox merger has Woo! gone through. Uh, if you're excited about that kind of thing, hooray. If you're worried that it's, like, the future is doomed for movies, I'm sorry. Uh... But I am, at the very least, silver lining. I'm excited to see what announcements in X-Men and Fantastic yeah. Four happen for the That's MCU. really what all I'm thinking about. And, like, I am mildly concerned about Fox's other properties being in the hands oh, yeah. of Disney. However, Disney does have other production houses that they use for their films that they don't want to yeah. be as associated with them. So yeah. I, I, I like to think that they will have the good sense to be like, okay. Yeah, like, we can't handle aliens. Like... We need to put smart, intelligent people who are also, like, passionate about this franchise in charge of it and, and shuffle it into another studio. That being said, Imagineers, now's your time. Oh, my God, put yeah. Put something in MGM. I know you just did, like, Star Wars Land, but, like, make a Make alien an Aliens ride. World. Yeah. Just a ride. I'll take a ride. I'll take just a ride. I'll yeah. take a ride. That's a, I would love a ride. Right? From, in an Aliens, in an Imagineer-led Aliens World. Yeah. Not Universal- Disney. Yeah. They're never going to do that. No, I know. <laughs> Come on. But yeah. Maybe. Uh, but so, yeah. Uh, just wanted to say that happened. Sure. So yeah, here yeah, we yeah. are. No, it's, We're in it's this. great. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, again, it's excited because. Yeah. Yeah. And the, 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 almost everyone's back. Right. And for me, like, you know, one of my, like, most time honored and, be and beloved franchises, The Simpsons, 
has been terrible much longer than it was good. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, you know, cancel the show, move it along. I have the DVDs of the first nine seasons. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And they'll never let it die, so... But if they make a Simpsons land instead of Universal, at least everybody there would actually participate in the fact that you were at the Simpsons. That would be nice. <laughs> Although, I, I did, we did a great job. We have job. a good time. We, we did, did a great, great time. time. We did. Um, and they can't do it because Universal has the contract. I know. Um, but yeah, so uh, Superman number nine, pass. I'm not recommending it. It's okay. a terrible series. Uh, jumping into the Super Chats... Uh, Meow Nian says, yeah. <laughs> ha- he says, wow, my first super chat. Hello. <gasps> Thank you. From Regina Saskatchewan. Hey, Sal, will you ever cover James Robinson's Starman on back issues? I doubt it, but we do have it. And, uh, you never know. I mean, like, you know, if Snyder has his way and Starman becomes like a household name, uh, or if we suddenly jump up to like 300, 500,000 subscribers, then maybe we can do it. Yeah. Right now it's 76. No, we can't even do like ancillary dc event like we can't do the legion of superheroes because no one would watch it yeah dc primal died in the vine and it really sucks and that's about the justice league anyway it's uh, still a fun episode we had it's a, really a great episode time. it's a gr- every episode that we do especially one that isn't a mainstream book is especially great uh the red samurai says do you guys think dc is about to enter a bad phase i only you know the only great writers i can think of are john snyder and tomasi whom they've screwed over and marvel invested in new best new talent and it paid off and now they have hickman, hickman. No, uh, because DC um, does did not put Bendis in charge editorially, and they still have like they still have John Stamasi and Snyder for the foreseeable future, and so like even if like the Superman book is unreadable, the Superman character is is will be preserved, and like John's is writing again, so you're gonna get like more Shazam books and more Legion of Superheroes books, and more JSA books, and you know yeah. you're gonna have this like expectation of quality so you know like i'm really like that that three jokers book someday will come out and that's gonna be really dope the uh last night on earth or whatever it's called the big snyder capullo last gasp batman book it's gonna be freaking amazing there's a lot of good stuff happening at dc even though there's a couple of duds i think Um, i think what it is is it's not that it's entering a bad phase as much as it's just entering entering a phase where everyone's not excited for every single thing that's right yeah we're not we're it's we're not on the on the rebirth hype train anymore no uh, I will say that, like, I would be more excited if, like, editorial shift, if, like, the executive level changed in a big, bad way. Then you'd be like, whoa, something hap- something's happening. Yeah. For right now, you can at least expect the status quo to be maintained. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Roboto says, would not Venom better be shown starting via Guardians? Tiffany, have you checked out Scar, Son of Hulk? I have not. Neither. Yeah, I've read some of it, and it's not for me. I don't care about Scar. Um, and, uh, and Benham was a guardian, so it'll be interesting to see him, you know, if you're talking about like in the MCU or in a guardian's book. Yeah. Um, I don't think he fits there. I think Venom works better, ironically enough, as like a street level character, even though he comes from the stars. Uh, but yeah, that's how I feel about that. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. So what else you write? Uh, what else did you read this well, past week? I was going to say, speaking of, um, great writers at DC. Yeah. Um, I read, uh, Justice League Dark this week um oh yeah yeah number nine and by Which this is week i mean last arguably week. one of the best yeah. books coming out of dc that right. nobody's reading it's written by james tyne in the fourth with art this time around by uh, alvaro martinez bueno and miguel Mendo- mendoza 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 oh uh at the end um this is continuing this whole kind of like they're dealing with dr fate 
Okay, yeah. They do that with Doctor Fate. They're they set that up with the yep the, with the um with the other kind um and they're dealing with actually the, the, some of the fallout from the Witching Hour. Yeah, which is oh awesome. great. Like that's it's another great. great. By the way, you did a back issues on that. You I led a back did. issues on Justice League Dark Wonder Woman the Witching Hour. Great episode. Watch that as well. Oh, thank you so much. And also, it will help you to catch up with what's going on. Um, I know you love Snyder's Justice League right now. I am. This is my it. favorite Justice League. Yeah. That DC. That's a that's out. a ringing endorsement. But I kind of like that. Like there is a Justice League for everybody. I think right, right exactly. now. Um, this book literally just kind of goes into what's been going on with Doctor Fate lately. Yeah. Like they mentioned the fact that Doctor Fate was involved with the whole um, DC metal thing. He ended up kind of receding into his helmet yes. at one point during it. And, and kind of like losing his humanity in it. Well, terms. kind of what happened when he came back out. Yeah. Um. So we have Kent Nelson, and then um, we have oh, what the heck's the other guy's name? Uh, Khalid. Oh yes. Khalid. 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 Um. And they are basically they're they're studying together. You know, like Khalid's learning. Okay. A little bit more, and um, Kent has been in conference with Nabu this entire time. And Nabu's kind of like, yeah, hey, look, a lot of crap's been going on. You should just let me let me take over. Just let right. me take over. Just let me take over. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, Nabu and, always like, wants that. Kent's talking out loud and Khalid's nearby and he's just like, hey, he, he you... literally can't, like, yeah. they live in an M.C. Escher painting. He can hear everything yeah. all the time. <laughs> and um, so things go south real fast That's and, right. like, Nabu takes over, obviously, yeah. and uh, ends up imprisoning Khalid. But, um, you know, uh, Man Bat Freedom. Oh, great. And so he's out. And so at least they've got that going on. And the last issue, Dr. Fate was chasing after the last of the magic users, who then escaped to Mira. Yeah. Um, where, you know, Detective Shimp is meant to be the Nightmaster. Right, yes. But he hasn't been. And it said Blue Devil has been running everything. Yeah, which is instead. cool. Good good use of that character. Exactly. I so hope the, he joins the team. Well, I hope that he's, he's yeah, he hates Detective Chimp, certainly. <laughs> so much. Uh, no, he's not a fan of Bobo. Um, but, like, so, basically everybody who's left who can use magic except for Zatanna and Wonder Woman who have gone off to try to figure a couple of things out. Last time around, they, they visited um, Papa Midnight yep. to get some more information because they're, they're trying to track something down. Okay. So they went off on their own little adventure, leaving Bobo and Swamp Thing and Constantine, who has, like, no magic and is dying, mm. and, um, uh, whatchamacallit, and, uh... Man bat. To oh, yeah. Deal yeah. with everything. It's like, cool, you're too. I mean, Swamp Thing's heavy hitter, but yeah. still kind of depressed about everything that happened right. in the Witching Hour. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so they go to Mira, and the Lords of Order follow them. Okay. And so we have the Lords of Order, and then we reveal who everyone is on the Lords of Order um, team. They've got Madame Xanadu, Ibis the Invincible, uh, Gregorio de la Vega, uh, Mark Merlin, and the Prince Ramen. So it's like, really heavy hitters yeah. in the magical community each have a piece and have been taken over. Okay. And they're fighting with Nabu, basically. Cool. It's real bad. So, um, they show up. They're gonna wreak havoc. Uh, immediately, Jason Blood turns into Etrigan. He's Yay. like, bring it. <laughs> I'm freaking Etrigan. Yeah, fucking... By the way, like, as a quick aside, Darkseid kidnapped Etrigan and tried to use his dark energy to break a hole to, like, achieve the anti-life equation. Like, Etrigan is immeasurably powerful. He really is, but it doesn't matter. Oh. And so he's grabbed by um, Ibis, or Ibis, and Madame Xanadu, mm -hmm. and um, they take Etrigan uh, by, like, by the arms, yeah. and they rip him in two. And then Jason Blood's remote, like, just left behind. Uh -huh. That's cool. Well, no, they're, like, it's, Etrigan's here, and Jason Blood's here, and okay. they're, like, laying on the ground, and they look at each other. Right. Oh! And, like, he's like, holy crap, and, like... Like, I'm free! <laughs> well, no, Etrigan's like, I, I can't stay. I'm being beckoned back to hell. Yeah, He's yeah. like, I can't be here anymore, and mm -hmm. he's just gone. Oh. And Jason Blood's like, oops. 
Oh. That's cool. And Blue Devil shows up, and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> he's like, this looks like you guys are invading. Are you guys invading, Bobo? What are you doing? <laughs> no, man. And he's just like, oh, hey, Dr. Fate. Um, glad you're here. I've been to talk to you about this whole, like, I should be Nightmaster and Bobo shouldn't be Nightmaster. Mm-hmm. And then, like, everybody kind of looks at him for a second. Yeah. And he's this moment where he's like, Dr. Fate's bad. Right. I missed something, right? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Yeah, you did. So then, um, this is post, of course, uh, I posted a picture, if you follow me on Twitter, of Detective Chimp doing his, uh, get off my lawn yeah. moment, which is just a spectacular looking image. Um, Blue Devil's like, we gotta go back to the castle, we have to fall back, because we have enough magical entities here, I think that if we regroup, we can fight, we can, we can, we can get through this. Yeah. And, um, he's like, Bobo, open, open the thing, use, use the sword. Right. Open the thing. He's like, I don't know how to do that. He's like, just believe! <laughs> just think it and just go! So he cuts open a swath and they end up getting back to oh, cool. the keep where they're like, okay, neat. Um, so, okay, here's the plan. We'll train some folks. We'll get some people in certain areas. It's going to be totally cool. And like, we, we got this. And then like Khalid, like, it's like shows up with man bat and they're like, like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I, I, I got Dr. Fade out. The other Dr. Fade out. Yeah, I did it. Like I'm getting magic now. Cause like man bat's been scientifically studying it and trying okay. to understand how to use it. In like with science, and that's how he freed Khalid. Right. Um. And like Khalid's like, hey, yeah, no, no, that's really cool that you want to help out mm-hmm. and like try to save this place. Mira is going to die. Right. We can, maybe we can save everything else. The Lords of Order are going to destroy it, so it's over. Yeah. This place is done. Right. So nobody's worried about being the Night Master anymore. Like, don't don't worry about it. Yeah. So while this is going on, um, Diana and uh, Zatanna go to visit Cersei who, mm-hmm. as we know, has the power of Hecate. Right. Her. And um, they are looking for, or they want more Drew. So that's what they're going after. Okay. So I love the fact that Tynan's taking all of the threads that he has previously established in his other books at yep. this point, much like a writer should, and bringing them back together to interweave into dealing with, like, the overarching issue that was caused by DC Metal. Yes. The fact that um, Nabu is trying to take advantage of all of this, mm-hmm. and then also dealing with the fact that Cersei has Hecate's power. Right. So, like, I'm... Can't wait to see where this goes because it's like, how are they going to defeat Doctor Fate? Yeah, without not really Doctor Fate, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just I love this book and it looks amazing. It's just such a great looking book. Nice, love it. Lucas Aragno says, "What do you think about the Sandman universe stuff? I'm trying to follow everything, but there are too many books. I'm thinking of dropping everything but the Dreaming." That's what I've done. Um, what I would do is, if you were interested in any of the other Sandman universe ones, um. I would just grab the trades of them. I would pare it down. I mean, it's up to you. It's really whatever you're interested in. Like, The Dreaming for me is like the core book, obviously. Naturally. Um, but then again, people who are fans of Lucifer are going to say Lucifer is the core book. Yeah. Or people who are big fans of Books of Magic might say that it's the core book. Um, but The Dreaming, I'm like super interested right now yeah. as to what has been going on with it. Uh, I love the idea that Vertigo is trying to go through this, like, resurgence and, like, bring themselves back to, like, their heyday and renaissance. Yeah. Um, I'm just not sure about the lineup they started with. It's just funny because I don't think DC wanted to relinquish the ability for them to publish Swamp Thing and Constantine or Hellblazer. Those should have been put back into Vertigo. Yeah. They could have given them their teeth back. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have helped to bolster the Vertigo line instead of just doing... Just the game and well, things that were fan favorites, but but not strong sellers. Yeah, that that's my concern. Yeah, that's a fair concern. 
Uh, Taylor Pesher says, probably my favorite part of Just League Dark is the color. Oh, it's so good. The writing and art are also on point, but the coloring is just so good. It really is. You totally agree. Lemon P says, hey guys, do you think Cyborg works better when he's a full robot with a human head he now has, or more of a balanced design like Ivan Rice's or Doom Patrol? Um, I, I like Cyborg as an actual cyborg. Like, he's half human, half robot. Um, you know. I'm used to him being, like, a, like, my favorite version, I think everyone's favorite version of Cyborg is the one from the Teen Titans cartoon show. Yeah. Where he is literally a robot with a severed head. Uh, but I like him as, like, a half man, half robot. Th- okay. That's what a cyborg is. No, I get it. I liked what they did with him, and this is, like... That, that's just, you know, what they did with him in that show. In the animated series of mm-hmm. Teen Titans. Like, I like what they did with it because it was like, you know, when he looked in the mirror, like, yeah, he, he, like there was very little of him that was human, but, like, he had the mind of a human and, like, you know, essentially the heart of a human. Not the heart, but you know what I yeah. mean? Like, he wanted to be a human that he could not be. Right. And so, like, I think when you give him the part human part, it's like, well, no, I'm still, you know, a lot yeah. of he's human. Right. And it's like, yeah, not so much. No, that's fair. Uh, also, Lemon P says, also, Dark Knight's metal back issues, maybe? I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's happening. Uh, not right away, but but sooner rather than later. I bought the, the hardcover about a year ago. Uh, or less than a year ago. Yeah. But a while ago. Uh, feels like a forever ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any other recommend or any other books? Nope, that was it for well, me. By the way, this is something that never gets to happen. At no, the it's Ripley. Hey, Ripley, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, we don't get to see the cats very much no. at the studio because they don't live there. No. Uh, the other book I want to talk about is uh, the Batman <laughs> Who Laughs, The Grim Knight, uh, number one. It's called Grim Knight in Gotham. It's written by Scott Snyder and James Tynion the Fourth, with art by Eduardo Rizzo. Uh, Risso? And Risso, with uh, David Stewart on colors. Yeah, I, I, I kind of peeked through this, and mm-hmm. I know we talked about it a little bit, so yeah, looking forward to hearing a little bit more about well, it. Well, the story is that the Grim Knight was handed Gordon and uh, by the Ma- Batman Who Laughs. It's, sure. a, it's basically treated as a spin-off tie-in with the Batman Who Laughs miniseries that's going on right now, which is incredible. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, the, ba- the, the Grim Knight takes Gordon to a secure location where he plans on assassinating him, and the Batman who laughs is like, no. Because you're that's not part of the plan. Right, but also it's like... That's what happens. Well, okay, but No, like, but I'm saying, like, but like that's that's the story. That's the story, but and I was going to say, like, for me, I'm like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't like your Gordon? Right. But, like, but like, this isn't your Gordon. This isn't your Gordon. No, and that's the idea. He Well, because he... And we find out why he's so pissed about any Gordon. Right. Uh when we get his origin, which is in this issue, uh, that's the Batman who last tie in part mm-hmm. where Gordon, our Gordon is like, go ahead, take your revenge. I'm not afraid to die. And Batman who laughs is like, Oh, we're not here for revenge. Like, that's not what I'm doing. Oh, find out what I'm doing in the Batman who laughs on sale soon. Okay. <laughs> uh, the grim Knight origin. It's funny because like when he shows up, when he first showed up with a jock art, and, like, the fact that he has these guns and they infuse him with this Snyder sense of humor mm-hmm. and this, like, fourth wall-breaking sensibility, it was very, like, fan-favorite. A lot of people broke out with this character. They're like, oh, what is the origin of the Grim Knight? How could they have waited so long to get to this character? Yeah. How was how he not part of, like, that other menagerie of dark Batman from the Dark uh, Matter universe? Or whatever you want to call it. But, uh... Batman who laughs as he was saving him for a special occasion, which of course is the series. I think it's just that they didn't invent him until just now. Uh-huh. Um, 
And it's because, like, you've got a multiverse. You can make all kinds of Batman. Uh, this, his origin is perfect. And the reason why it's perfect is because it's a brilliant execution of a... This issue and his origin is a parody. And it's brilliantly executed by Snyder and Tynion. Because if you look at this, like, superficially, you're like, there's nothing special about this. There's nothing interesting about this. There's nothing even, like surprising about this mm -hmm. everything that happens in this issue is beyond expected right it's so on the nose and obvious everybody knows what's going to happen and how it works yeah how it happens but like when you get into the nitty-gritty like uh, young bruce wayne his parents are gunned down by joe chill but joe chill accidentally bumps into a garbage can and he drops his gun and then bruce picks it up and then joe chill pleads with bruce and then bruce says shut up and die clearly that line is supposed to be funny and it's supposed to be dumb and you're supposed to be like oh i see what's happening the grim knight is not something that like we're supposed to be excited about or we're supposed to like take seriously this is a silly like fun kind of almost deadpool-esque joke okay and as we go through this the the as uh, rizzo's or rizzo rizzo's uh art is such that, like, the drawing of the Grim Knight is just the Dark Knight Returns, but with guns on him. Right. Straight up, sh blue suit, little ears, big dude, square chin. It's so interesting to see, like, this kind of, like, takedown of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. It's like a, it's like a parody of him. Right. And a parody of the audience's expectations. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, just picking any other Batman dark knight version you know like oh uh, the, the the drowned batman yeah. is also a woman it's like she's so angsty and dark and, rah, and it's like that's supposed to be taken seriously and it's supposed to be like ridiculous but like with this they're like yeah you've seen all that you get it yeah this is punisher batman and punisher batman is silly and obviously he is just like he is a plot device for the batman who laughs which is a character everybody really wants to read about and the Grim Knight is a plot device that when you when you begged them for an audio for, for an origin story, they gave you like a parody of one of those types of stories. Uh -huh. And so that's really clever. And I think it's really interesting how they did it. So, oh, the, so, you know, obviously, so Batman's a bad guy, right? I mean, like not a bad guy, but a murderer. So he kills Joe Chill and he obviously doesn't get as much training. He trains, but it's not quite as good because he's always still relying on guns and he's really good at guns. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's like, he's got the, he's got the police in his pocket because like the police are like, good, he's killing people. Just like how in like Punisher Warzone, the movie, you know, all the police, all the New York police department is like, yay, Frank, he's killing the bad guys. Less paperwork for me. Uh, but Gordon is like, no. And so Gordon tries to do like a one man takedown of oh, the Grim, Grim Knight. Okay. And ultimately he succeeds. And it's actually a, oh. it's a fun sequence where he like, he, Gordon like bribes people and like sets things up. He, he sets up an original sting operation to catch Batman and he like bribes cops to do it. And then Batman kills all of them. And he's like, you're pathetic. And then Gordon just goes higher and higher up the food chain and eventually gets it, like gets the governor involved in the national guard and they'd storm Wayne Manor. Yeah. And like Bruce Wayne comes out and he's like, what are you gentlemen looking for? And they're like, I've got you. <laughs> like Gordon's like, I've got a warrant. I have your Wayne tech. You're done. And then he beats the shit out of Bruce Wayne. Because Bruce Wayne isn't as well trained. Right. And he was humiliated. And it's like, you know, his line is like, I was 
I, I, I need to kill this Gordon. Right. Because I was so humiliated by what he did to me. He, he took away like my control. Oh, the real thing was Alfred left him. Oh, like Alfred. Yeah, I like, saw that in there. I was like, like, I can't stay with you. He's like, this isn't what your parents want. No, and he's like, I don't care. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, you know what this means, though. I'm, I'm gonna detonate a, a a bomb I have in your flesh. And he's like, I don't care. So he lets him live. And then Alfred turns state's evidence over to Gordon. He's like, No, your butler tra- betrayed you. I have everything I need on you. So how come he doesn't want to kill Alfred in this universe? Uh, he probably did already. Like, oh, not Alf, not our Alfred. Yeah, our Alfred is dealing with the Joker right now. Oh, right. Plus, uh, we're dealing with exactly what happened in uh, the end of the last issue of Batman Who Laughs. Right. Where Batman Who Laughs like, gives Gordon to the Grim Knight. Maybe, maybe the Grim Knight isn't just parody, but it's also a cautionary tale. Where right. Where it's just like... Be careful this, what you wish for. Well, because this Batman isn't as interesting. No, he's not at all. Like, he's so and like, one note and one dimension. Right, and like, you here, here is the thing you asked for. You asked for an origin story. That's all I got. Right. Like he's, yeah. What are you going to keep reading about? Like his totalitarian Gotham state? Like we saw that, like we see it in this issue. And yeah. it's like, we've, there's no story. Penguin's dead. Riddler's dead. Two-Face never became Two-Face. Like obviously all these characters would be dead. Like if Batman could shoot people, he, everyone who was bad would be dead. Yeah. And eventually he'd be the baddest of them all. Like that, that's not interesting. Yeah. Right. You know? Uh, so it's, it's, it's interesting how they executed it and how they were like, it is the problem is not the problem, but like the problem when you're making a comic, that's like, it's, it's a cautionary tale. You don't want this. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Jean Paul Valley, Batman (laughs) is a parody of image comics in the nineties. And people went like, this is the coolest. And they were like, oh no, what have we done? Right. And they had to keep it going and they just kept making him more and more ostentatious and dumb. Right. Until eventually they had to bring back Batman. Kingdom Come, while it's a transcendental book and it's incredible and it's like it got different like applicability across like generations, yeah. it is a straight up condemnation of what Image was doing to the comic book industry at that time. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, Image of course did nothing but make the comic book industry better as a result of giving creators rights and giving a, a, a voice to people who otherwise wouldn't have one yeah. and, and self-publishing and everything. It's incredible. Uh, but in that very small window when Kingdom Come was coming out, Image's all-style, no-substance flash, because mm-hmm. it was run by artists who were told that they were the reason people were buying those characters, were influencing those stories. They were influencing the books outside and in the big two. Mm-hmm. And Mark Wade was trying to caution people, like, this is not what you want. Right, right, Be right. Be careful of what you wish for. Uh, so I was worried that, uh, you know, Grim Knight was going to become that, where it's like, look at what a joke he is. People being like, no, and I've got a Grim Knight decal on my car, and I have a Grim Knight tattoo on my chest. And right. I, I think Grim Knight is the, this is what Batman should be. Batman should be a crazy murderer. It's like, because he's so extreme, because he's also looking like the Dark Knight Returns, which was at one point, like, the hardest-edged Batman you could imagine. Yeah. They're doing all, they're, they're getting it all out. Right. So that you, there's no, there's nowhere else you can go with him. <laughs> and I love that. So, at first I hated it, and then I'm like, oh, it's actually kind of genius. And I'm so glad, because, and of course, because it's written by Snyder and James Tynionsworth, there's no way that's not what it is. Yeah, okay. So, that's really cool. That's great. Uh, so with that in mind, let's jump into some recommendations for books that are coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, you should, you can and should pick up. Uh, I'm oh, gonna... you want me to go first? Yeah, well, well uh, uh, hang on. Uh, okay, I'll just pitch this. Uh, this is the first issue in a six-issue miniseries. If you liked 
the Spider-Man video game from Sony. Uh-huh. Spider-Man City at War is a comic book adaptation of the video game. I don't really care for the cover. Oh, no. It's by Clayton Crane. He does incredible work. It's crazy awesome. He drew that Ghost Rider book with Garth Ennis. Uh, his Spider-Man is... His Spider-Man is... Uh, he looks like that. Okay. <laughs> so it's going to be like weird uh the interiors uh well in any case should be neat it's written by dennis hopeless so it won't be great but like if you're looking for more stories in the spider-man video game universe if you buy this they're absolutely gonna start doing more in that universe like right because it takes like five years to make a spider-man video game that, yeah they're gonna want to tell well they gotta be careful with that though I know, I know, because but... like if they tell too many stories when the game comes out but Injustice did the same thing, and they didn't give a shit what happened in those games. Yeah. And it became a runaway success. Okay. I would do the same thing, by the way. I wouldn't even release this book. I'd make it digital only and Injustice the shit out of the Spider-Man mm, universe. Okay. And then talk to the developers and be like, where do you need to be? Who can't we use? And just, and everything else is fair game. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, that's kind of neat. Okay. Uh, for me, um, this is, this is, this, all my recommendations are trying to cone in this week. Because it is, like, the end of the month, so yep. it's kind of slimmer pickings for me. Yeah. Um, Savage sort of Conan number three, the Jerry Dugan story that's going on with Conan. Mm-hmm. Again, very different, much more like, you know, the thief, like, you know, oh, we're having one solid adventure. Here's the story. This is all we're doing. Yes. Whereas Aaron's is jumping around. Right. I really wish I could have talked to you about that last issue with Conan. Oh, yeah, it King was, Conan. It was about King Conan being king and how it, it's killing him that's great because he's not a warrior no. anymore. and then he finds he like they, they 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 he's gifted a lion and he's gonna fight it but the lion won't fight him oh. he punches him he's just like oh you recognize someone like yourself <laughs> so he like keeps it as a pet uh, and they go on adventures and then he fr- oh it's just so awesome. good anyway um but jerry dugan's um different just one solid story if you're looking for that um it's good it's fun cool <laughs> um Justice League number 20 comes out, buy it. You'll do yourself a huge favor by doing it. Okay. This is the best, the best first issue of Justice League so far. Yeah. Was issue 19. Check it out. It's so great. Okay. Jorge Jimenez's art is second to none. One of the top three artists working today mm-hmm. on regular monthly issues. Uh, it's written by Scott Snyder. It's Mixia Spitlick and oh. it's in an alternate. It's just it's just fun and ridiculous. Check it out. You got <laughs> to get it. You got to get it. Um, also, um, I look. I have not been reading Avengers No Home or No Road Home. No, it's very boring. But I going. I had the fifth one in my comicsology. I got to read it. Yep. Because I have to just know kind of what's leading up to this. Because it's, Avengers No Road Home number six is coming out. I'm not saying I'm recommending it. I'm just telling you I'm going to be reading it. Um, written by Al Ewing, um, it's freaking Conan and Wanda Maximoff. That's awesome. Just, yep, dies. Conan back at Marvel yeah. officially in the Marvel yeah. universe. Now this they saying it's an extra long Conan epic like you've never seen before. I have to get this. I have to read this. Yep. Now, here is Marvel being really smart. The same day that that issue of Avengers is coming out, they are doing a third reprint on Conan, Jason Aaron's Conan number one, mm-hmm. and a second reprinting on Jason Aaron's Conan number two. Such so if a you mix those, miss those, you can go back and grab them. Yeah, you can I, get them all. You can go to your comic book store and be like, No Road Home 6, Conan number one, Conan yeah. number two, yeah. Garrett Conan number three will be there. Yes. There you so go. Uh, for me, that is just like, I, I can't wait to read that. 
I've been on board for Aaron's Conan anyway. Yep. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Looking, yeah. Just looking forward to it. It's great. <laughs> uh, and finally, my recommendation, my last recommendation is this could be, it could be Spider-Man Blue of this generation. Spider-Man mm-hmm. Life Story number one of six. It's written by Chip Zdarsky. This issue is done by Mark Bagley. Ooh. The idea is that there are six it, there are six issues. Each one will take place in a decade that Spider-Man existed in, in real time. So the first issue takes place in 1962. Okay. So Peter Parker's 15. He's just become Spider-Man, or or he's he has been Spider-Man. Oh, so it's just going to go throughout his life. Yes. Basically. Okay. So it's going to be Spider-Man in the 60s. Issue two, he'll be in this. It'll be Spider-Man in the 70s. Ten years later. Okay, 25. So he's 25. 80s, 35, 90s, 45, and so on and so forth. That's amazing. And uh, it's so incredible looking because Bagley is at the top of his game. I read the preview and it's so good looking. His like Bagley is 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 doing his best ultimate Spider-Man work. It looks so good. Um, he's had a little practice. He's had a little practice. He's had 150, <laughs> he's had 152 issues worth to try, but uh, but it's so good looking. And Zdarsky's approach to this idea, his this pitch is so brilliant, and I'm so on board, and I can't wait to read it. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. But it, and if if the first issue sucks, then we know where to, where it goes. But Zdarsky crushed Marvel two and one. Zdarsky was a brilliant addition to the new Spider-Man series and Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Zdarsky gets it, and I'm really excited to see this premise I've never seen before. Right. I've never seen them do this with Spider-Man before. I'm so excited. Okay. So I'm excited that you're excited about Spider-Man. Well, thank you. I like to see you yeah, like, excited it, about that because yeah. he's your, one of your favorites. It is one of my favorite characters of all time. So, which is not, I mean, like most people's favorite character, but like it's great looking. Um, I love that cover. So great. Yeah, and, Peter's like, maybe I should join the army and go to Vietnam. Like it's just, oh, it's just neat. Oh. I'm excited. So. Okay. Check that out. Uh, that's it, I guess. Yeah. So before we go, uh, because there's a couple of talk in the uh, converse in, in the chat, I want to mention if you are subscribed to this channel, make sure to click that bell to get notifications. And if you're not getting them, you know, check it and uncheck it. Just make sure your your settings are all set to, and good to go. Um, but more importantly, if you are not subscribed, make sure to subscribe because <laughs> uh, you want to know when these videos are coming out because we release a bunch of videos per week and all of them are original purely uh, organic content where we talk in depth about some of your favorite or least favorite comics that have coming out or that are coming out or have come out in the past um we are a channel second to none there's no other channel like us out there and uh, so i invite you to give us a try um, while you're doing that, if you are so inclined, you can also go to patreon.com slash comic pop and help support this channel. We're not in it right now, but normally we're at a studio, which yes. is supported entirely by Patreon funds. Um, and that is a boon for us in this era right now where we're kind of in a secret adpocalypse because a bunch of different larger groups pulled their funding from YouTube because of some chicanery going on with, I don't want to get into it, but, uh, everyone is on the decline right now on YouTube. And so the Patreon 
allows us to operate without too much concern. I did mention, you know, we can't do like Legion of Superheroes or Justice Society on back issues, our flagship show, but we can still do things like, well, we did the Max, or we can do things like Witching Hour, without, or DC Primal, without too much concern, and yeah. we can keep the lights on over at that studio, so we can try new things and do new stuff. We just had a brainstorming session, we did turn Ben's visit into a work meeting. We did, it was We had great. a big old meeting about, like, uh, a new show that I've been planning for the last three years. Yeah. Uh, this is the closest it's ever come to actually happening. Yes. And I really hope we can make it work. Uh, so we'll see what what happens there. But we, we're only able to do it because of the Patreon and because of your subscription uh, and continued watching of the channel. Oh, so, no, of course. Of we course. thank you so much for being here, and for thank, joining us live. And thank you to all of our super chatters. And that our super chatters. super helpful. That goes right into the studio, to the machine that keeps Comic Pop running. Mm -hmm. um, we also just opened up a Teespring store yes. that'll be integrated with the channel. Um, we've never tried the Teespring stuff. No, we're going to, but we wanted to get it set we up. We want to get it set up, so it will be available under videos eventually, like in the next 24 to 48 hours. Mm -hmm. Check them out. If you go to teespring.com, I think slash comic pop, you'll find them there. Um, but we're trying some stuff out. We're going to order some new product and see how it is. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but new stuff in the works, uh, not just like us going places or us like you know, getting new crap for the studio or for, for the, for the sets, like genuine original, like content and generation of, of said content. Yeah. So thank you all so much. And of course, uh, before we go just one last, one last plug, uh, if you like video games and you like watching <laughs> streaming, you can go to twitch.tv slash comic pop TV yeah. and watch Tiffany play Sundays and Wednesdays. They're a lot of fun. It's a very tight knit community over there. Yeah. Uh, I, I encourage you to check it out at the very least, just pop in and see how it goes because it's really fun and very collaborative. Everybody's hanging out and knows each other. Tiffany will just like chat with you guys yep. and, and it, it's fun to watch her play like new stuff and I, it actually allows us to like get new it, it encourages us to get like games we would normally wait a couple of years to buy oh yeah like right now and yeah. so you can play them and everybody can enjoy them oh yeah so yeah. check that out over on the purple channel yeah you can see me stealth yeah you're not uh, you're not the most stealthy person on the planet no stealthing usually just involves me running just running in. just whoa piped <laughs> But uh, Bricked. yeah, I want to thank you so much for uh, watching the show. And of course, if you're watching this after the fact, uh, you know, thank you so much for watching. Yes. Um, and of course, you can find the show on audio as well. Uh, before we go, there's a couple more super chats I wanted to mention. The first of which is uh, Comics Misexplained. Comics Misexplained. Glad to see the Comic Pop merch store posted on Facebook. I did post it on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Comic Pop Official or Facebook.com slash groups slash Comic Pop. In the description, all the links are there. Uh, need a t-shirt or hoodie soon. Also, you guys need anything from C2E2? I need to go. I need a ticket. Uh, I'm not going to. Just, I can't afford to go. But, uh, I can't think of anything exclusive that's going to be there. I just want you to have a great time. Take a ton of pictures. Yeah, have fun. Just take lots of pictures. Meet as many creators as you can. Even if, like, if you think to yourself, like, oh, shit, like, I don't, I don't think I can carry on a conversation with Al Ewing, but I do want to tell him he's awesome. Just do that. Just they say really... he's awesome. Don't feel like you have to, you don't have to get a signature if you don't have something. Just, just be like, yo, I, just, I think and... you're awesome. Yeah, they appreciate it. Yeah. They really do. So, uh, have a great time. That's my recommendation for you. Mm -hmm. Mr. Robata said, did writers forget Swamp Thing is the White Lantern? Yes. Yeah. Or no, they he's... ignored it. Yeah. No, he's just, he's just Swamp Thing. He's just Swamp Thing now. So, there you go. But uh, we want to thank you all so much for everything. <laughs> We're so indebted to you. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time with another episode. Of course, stay tuned tomorrow, Wednesday, Twitch stream, Elseworlds Exchange, back issues. A lot happens on Wednesdays. So at the very least, if you're thinking about checking us out, check us out then. We'll see you guys then. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. I am Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. <laughs>